You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with an awesome brand here in Charlotte called Jambox Rehearsal Studios. We are here with Justin Honigstein. Uh, and let's talk a little bit about Jambox, right? Like garage bands, listen up. Charlotte has a new place to play for musicians, creative noisemakers of all type. No, it's not a storage shed uh, or your mom's basement. It is called Jambox. Now, Jambox is more than 2,000 square feet uh, of rehearsal rooms and event space for music videos, photo shoots, meetings, parties, and, and more. You can even rent out you know, amps, sound equipment, other gear, so you and your band can really rock out and really just not piss off your neighbors. Let's be honest. I got a five and a two-year-old. One of my best friends bought my, at that time, three-year-old a, uh, a drum set. And he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Clearly, he does not have children. So Jambox would be perfect for my uh, for all my friends who want to buy my kids uh, musical instruments. I love you. Uh, Justin, let's talk a little bit about him. You know, he is the, the man to, to know over at Jambox. And he's joining us today on the uh, on this episode of the award-winning Brand Builders podcast. Thank you, Justin, for joining us. Can't wait to learn more uh, about Jambox. And, uh, and let's rock it. Thanks, Brian. Looking forward to being here. Yeah, man. Justin, welcome to our little studio. Probably probably <laughs> yeah. not the same, but uh, we're happy you're here, man, and, and excited about learning more. Thank you. So if you will, give us your elevator pitch on Jambox and a little bit on the brand's backstory. Sure. Um, I'll start with the, the backstory. So it was actually Morningstar Properties idea, the storage company here in town. They had some bands practicing in their storage units, and I, Brian, you were just talking about how sheds and garages are not ideal for for bands to practice in um so neighbors neighboring tenants managers it was not ideal so there's definitely a need here in charlotte they decided you know let's see if we can build a dedicated space i ended up um meeting someone from morningstar um, through family they knew i was a musician i was up in chicago working as a musician full-time um invited me down to you know learn a little bit more about Charlotte and what it would take. So I moved down here at the beginning of 2020 to oversee construction and open it. Um, so we've got, Brian touched on it a little bit, we've got 12 soundproof rooms that people can rent by the month or by the hour. We have some equipment there as well. And then we have this event space that's about 1,800 square feet where we've had a lot of fun events, you know, everything from open mics to music showcases. Um, there's an event here in town, one band that they we do, we host their rehearsals every two months where it's a group of 20 musicians playing random instruments. It's, it's really a good time. Um, but the best part about Jambox, I think, is that we built it, you know, we opened in 2020, so we definitely were, were making some adjustments there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Man. Great timing. What, what a ride. <laughs> For a shared space, right? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Hey, let's all gather in a yeah. storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds no, like a no, blast. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Yeah, everybody touch different <laughs> musical instruments. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The microphones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so the idea, and we've kind of gotten there now, which is great, is we want it to be a co-musicing space, like a co-working space for musicians. So it's membership-based. You get a key fob that gets you into that common area, which is also a co-working area where you can work, um, you know, meet other folks. And then you rent the room by the hour if you want as well. Um, or you have your own dedicated room where you leave your stuff. So that's, I think, the biggest part outside of just the space is the community we're trying to build of musicians and artists. And we've been lucky. Everyone everyone who's joined is like good person, willing to meet other people. And there's been a good amount of connections that have been made through us, which is awesome. 
That's really cool. So you're not recording there. You're just rehearsing there. That's right. That's yep. awesome. It's really just a space to practice. Exact, like, got a three-year-old and need him out of the house, or your neighbors are unhappy with you, or just need a place How young to do you have to be to join? <laughs> Man, it's so funny you said that. I had dinner with a buddy on his back porch uh, two nights ago. And I heard this singing, like loud singing. And he's like, yeah, man, my neighbor's like, you know, he's big into opera. And he goes in his garage every night with a microphone and just sings. Okay. And I'm like, all right, maybe we need to introduce him to Jambox. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Fortunately, he sounded good. Yeah. But like, if you're into that style of music, I don't know. But anyway. That's wild. I <laughs> good wanna, point. I want to jump into this. And this is kind of interesting. You know, everybody knows the name or the brand Morningstar, right? And obviously, they're known for storage. Seems like a pretty new concept to them. Is this something that they've done in other cities? Was this the first concept? Like, how did that? Did it really just come about because there were a couple bands and a couple storage units? And look, we've been in storage units forever. You go into these things like that would be crazy to have a band in a storage unit, right? Um, so tell us how that actually happened, and how did they find you in Chicago? And how did you say, "Hell yeah, I'm in. Let's move. Let's move to a new city yeah. and." Open up Jambox in a storage unit, basically. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you nailed it. That's exactly what happened. And you, storage units are a tin can, so it couldn't be a worse place to, to play drums right. or, or, or bass. Um, so, yeah, I actually met um, the CEO of Morningstar at a, at a wedding, um, my sister-in-law, and we got to talking a little bit. He knew my situation, um, being a musician up in Chicago, and they had... They've had the idea for a bit, um, but didn't have anyone to to champion it to to actually do it. Um, so I don't know if it would have moved forward if if I hadn't hadn't come here. Um, but to answer your other question, it is the first of its kind, kind of um, proven proof of concept right now, um, and we're seeing good things. So there could be some opportunities to create it in other locations. Absolutely. I mean, look at the cities. You look, think of like a Raleigh and Austin. You know, cities that are just exploding mm -hmm. guarantee that if you open up those, it could definitely duplicate. So that's so interesting to think that Morningstar, A, that even came up with the idea. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what? We should do this. Like, I would have loved to have been on fly on the wall in that meeting. <laughs> right. Whoever came up with that idea, they're like, what the hell are you thinking about, Janet? Come on. <laughs> and and now they're like, Janet, you're a genius. <laughs> right. yeah. Janet, if you're out there, congratulations on the idea. Um, so tell us a little bit about. So you guys started in 2020, obviously, you know, right during covid had to probably get very creative on on really how to keep it going, right? Mm -hmm. That seems like a concept that maybe, especially a huge company like Morningstar might just say, hey, you know what, really sorry, not the right time. Mm -hmm. But it seems like they were committed to the idea uh, and you guys kind of had to get creative to get to this point. So tell us what that journey looked like over the last three years. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so when we were drawing up plans, initially it was going to be like, you know what, everything's hourly, 12 hourly rooms, we can get the best utility that way, most people using it. Um, at first, no one was interested in doing that, honestly. So we had turned a few more rooms into the private monthlies just to make it as an option for people. Um, and then actually, one thing that we I did not plan on doing was renting out that event, that event space, and that kind of saved us for the first six months or so. Um, some people had small, like, graduation parties and birthday parties, you know, because people were trying to get out of the house or trying to do something. So, you know, I, it's funny when, when we opened the first year and a half, I like, I was masked the, the 
first two years of, of my opening my business, which is really funny to look back on now. But we had, you know, all the photos I look back on in the first events, everyone's just wearing a mask in there. It's really interesting. So that was totally something that we were not planning on doing and really helped was renting out that, that event space. Um, and like I mentioned a little bit, we've kind of gotten back to what we were hoping for, which was that membership-based um, model where we have people meeting folks and we have some camps in there now, which is really fun. There's a kids' camp with bold music there this week. Nice. Which is a great um, music organization in town. From a rehearsal standpoint, do you also offer lessons for people looking to learn how to play an instrument or be a part of a band or sure. something like that? Um, so Jambox doesn't have any teachers on the payroll, uh, any employees, but we work with a, like the bold music is a lesson place. So yeah. I always have places to refer folks. We actually have one group a school of music that's renting one of our rooms full time. So they're given their, um, they have students coming in every day from three to eight or whatever, getting lessons. And then we've got a nice, like I said, community and network of folks. I'm always available, or I always have an answer when someone says, can you teach my kid this? Or I want to learn this. That's awesome. Yeah. That's wild. Tell you, or tell me a little bit about, um, Kind of like the space in general, when you talk about kind of an event space, and, and definitely go check out their website. Uh, I'm on it right now, which is jmbxmusic.com. Uh, you can click here. When I click take a tour, I was like, oh, I'm about to get a virtual tour right now. <laughs> but it wants me to physically come in there, so I'm going to have to do that. Um, but tell us a little bit about kind of the makeup of the space. Obviously, you guys have, have, have started one way, and you created kind of the event space did you even know that the event space would be something that would really work? And is that all types of groups? Like what, what kind of events are going there? If there are people listening, because I think a lot of our clients or, or, or people that we work with in our, in our network, they're always looking for like a cool space to hold an event, right? Mm -hmm. Think about just office buildings in general. Now, mm -hmm. you know, one of our clients, Myers Chapman, they're completely changing their entire office where literally they're going to have six offices for like executives. And then the rest of it is kind of like a WeWork space. It's yeah. not, you're not going to have a desk or an office. It's really more for an event, right? It's really there for you to bring in clients, have fun. It's kind of creating this like cool office, if it makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of people don't, maybe they don't even have an office anymore. Maybe they're completely remote. They need to have a cool place to bring their team in. So kind of sell the space. And is it any type of company, organization, like who are coming in and renting this space? Yeah, sure. Um, it really is. We're open to anyone who treats the space with respect, honestly. And Great so, answer. Um just to give you a quick virtual tour, or what's yeah. the two, how would I say it, uh, um, an audio tour yeah. of the space. You Perfect. walk in, you've got to walk in the front door. My desk is to the left. There's some seating over here, some couches, some high top tables. And then down the hallway, there's 10 rehearsal studios. And behind the stage, there's another two. Um, but as far as the event space, we've had everything from, I mentioned graduation parties, birthday parties. Um, folks have rented it out for a music showcase. They're like, I have this artist. I want to invite some people. Um, can we can we use this space because we're a lot cheaper than renting out, you know, the evening muse or the neighborhood theater. It's just not possible for some folks. We've had people do something like this, actually, a podcast um, interviews because there's a nice we have a nice brick wall with some art. Um, there's a backdrop. This biggest interview group we had was called Bars on I-95. It's a group up from somewhere in New York. I can't remember if it was the Bronx. Um but they have rappers all over the country that come in. So the uh, Armani Caesar, who's a rapper in Charlotte, came and did some freestyling, which was really cool. That is cool. Um, we had an insurance company do like their, I don't think it's a retreat, but like a 
quarterly meeting I there. I bet that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the most exciting. <laughs> you go from somebody dropping bars to an uh, insurance company. <laughs> it's got to be hey wild. Hey, guys, this is a team building. It. Yeah. We, we're High all going to sing and play uh, play something. Yeah. You're going to play some game. High five on the way out. Like, yeah. in the world? No, it, I'm looking at the uh, About Jam box, and you, you actually have a great picture of the space. Uh, and that brick wall is awesome. Like, it's such a cool space. If you if you get a chance, go check it out. Uh, it seems like a great place that any organization could hold an event. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, really cool. So tell us about with with where you're at right now. You've obviously been doing this for about three years. You've said that, you know, you've had a lot of success, especially kind of the community, you know, kind of. I don't want to say hugging you, but at the same time, supporting it and coming in and being like, wow, this is really cool. One of the things like, and and Scott is more of the music kind of lover um, than I am. Like I'm not necessarily uh, an appreciator of music as I should be. I've gotten more since Scott and me have worked every day together, (laughs) but you know, I'm kind of the sports guy. Scott's more of like the outdoorsman and the music guy, right? Like he'll be like a Wednesday. He's like, oh, I'm going to see this show. And I'm like, who the hell is that? (laughs) You know what I mean? And then I'll, I'll, I'll throw it on Spotify and I'm like, oh, these People are dope. Like, <laughs> They're rocking. I want to go, and then I realize I have two kids. I'm going home. So, um, but tell us a little bit about kind of how that community has supported you. And one of the things that I, I, as somebody from a music coming outside, I grew up in Atlanta, so I was there during kind of the the rap change, right? Like mm-hmm. the days of like Outkast coming in and 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 spitting things that like people had never heard before, right? It wasn't that traditional type of rap or R and B. And then you now start to see all these collaborations. You got rappers singing with country stars. You got rockers with with pop stars. You got some country people that are rapping. I don't even know what's coming out or what genre is a genre anymore. But have you started to see kind of that collaboration? Because I feel like if you were a rapper and you were in there working with somebody else, you might have like some crazy inspiration from a violin that you never thought like, dude, we could hit that in Mm -hmm. our song. So like, tell us maybe if you have any success stories about that, because I feel the collaboration would be one of the coolest things about this space. Yeah. Um, Great question. So there's like the typical collaboration, which actually... I just found out about a couple weeks ago. The two two members that have been there a long time, they're a drummer and a guitarist, like good people. I've always seen them come in separately, and the guy turns up his amp and practices for a couple hours. The drummer comes in and puts on his headphones and drums along to songs for, for four hours. And I saw they started individually, started booking larger rooms, and I was like, oh, I wonder why they need the extra space. It's because they started playing together, which is awesome. So that's what I expected. That's it was awesome. like the drummer and guitarist or the singer and guitarist to get together and we have had a ton of that um but what you were talking about some really interesting things i had a dj actually who rented a room full-time um so he could get his huge speakers going um and there was a person who was renting who was a horns player gave saxophone lessons um and trumpet and he heard him playing one day and he was like yo i I gotta sample that for from the song that i'm doing um so that's been great and as far as hip hop and and rap, that has also been a surprise to me how involved that community has been in Jambox. Because I kind of you kind of think of that as something you can bring the tracks with you anywhere. Don't necessarily need a space, but that's why we're here too. It's, you, people need a creative space. As a, as an artist, when I was in Chicago and I was writing and recording music, you know if. I, I need to get out of the house to, to do my best writing, honestly. So that's, I think, a big part of what we offer. Um, but our open mic nights, it's surprising. I was expecting, you know, acoustic guitarist singing. Um, but more than half of them are R&B, hip-hop artists who put, put on a track and rap or sing over them, which is, it's fun. And then people, the open mics have been a really good way for people to meet each other. And we do those every month, every third Wednesday. 
I say this all the time, man, but music brings people together and people from all backgrounds, right? Like, and everyone loves music, might not be the same type of music, mm-hmm. but people love music. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte has been, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of shade over the years about not having the music culture that we should at a, as a city our size. Mm-hmm. You said you're from Chicago? Correct. So moving to Charlotte, uh, first of all, welcome to Charlotte. Thank you. We, we love that you're here and doing this. This Thank is you. great for our city. Uh, but secondly, how do you feel about the music scene here? Mm-hmm. And is it evolving fast enough? Or, you know, tell us a little bit about your opinion of that coming sure. from Chicago. Yeah, it's a it's a really tough question because you can't compare Chicago and, and Charlotte. And I grew up in Connecticut and then spent my adult life in Chicago. So the two cities I'm comparing it to are New York and Chicago. So it's right. like, what, how is <laughs> it's that not fair? fair? Really, yeah. but but still, we're we're so fast growing, yeah. and there are a lot of people moving here from all over the world. Yeah, um, we want to see it get better. Definitely. So the thing that I noticed pretty early on is that there's a concerted effort from groups to to create a better music scene here in Charlotte, which is amazing. Like public publicly funded groups, private ones who are like, we want this to be a music capital. We want people here who are um, helping to grow the music scene. Uh, organizations like Music Everywhere, CLT, um, Arts Plus, uh, what is it? Arts and, I'm going to butcher the name, Arts and Jazz. No, I can't can't think of them. But um, yeah, that, that's been really cool. People are like, I want to help you out. Let's do this together. So I think that's the best part about the music scene here in Charlotte is that it doesn't feel cutthroat and competitive in some ways um feels like we're trying to lift each other up together which is an amazing that's thing awesome. yeah really i think good. what you're explaining is southern hospitality yeah that's now. right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to hear that's existing within that world yeah, right it's amazing because yeah. music music can be um super competitive especially when you're at a lower level like in chicago we're like competing for shows at this venue with the hundred other bands who are our size um, I think there's also for the pool of the businesses have given a lot, give a lot of opportunities for local artists here. I feel like every brewery is like, we want a local artist to play on Thursday night or we want this. Um, we were just talking about Goldie's is trying to give opportunities for local musicians. So the opportunities are there. Like you can be a medium sized fish in a, in a big pond um, as opposed to tiny fish in a huge ocean like like Chicago and I think that's a real plus if you're trying to make it in music there's a lot to be said about that love that and tell us a little bit about your musical background and what style of music and how you got into it sure all of that um so I didn't start playing guitar until actually after college I was singing acapella in college which I loved um and then some of my friends heard me singing they're like we should start a band so we put together like a fraternity band played in covers we ended up playing every weekend and I was a lead singer of that and I had a blast so one of my best friends was like you got to get a guitar so I started really slowly picking it out a little bit um after school I started taking some guitar lessons I worked um sales job for a year and I was like I want to see if I can try music like let's make this happen so I moved to Chicago um started taking voice lessons and meeting people and just playing as much as I could and was able to found a band called Honeystone. Um, and we had a lot of success over there. You know, it's hard. I have this conversation with musicians every day. What 
what's your genre? What do you, what, what's your sound? And it's like, I have no idea, but uh, <laughs> rock, indie rock, or like some kind of folk groove, groove music. So that was a lot of fun. It's, uh, I miss playing with, playing out with folks. Now in Charlotte, I moved here in 2020. I started jamming with some people, but for the most part, I've been playing by myself. So I'm like an acoustic singer songwriter on the guitar. That's um, awesome. But I love playing music. You were saying, um, earlier before we started how like uh, crossfit was a great way to to meet people and i think music is the other thing it's like athletics and and music are really the best way to build community relationships i agree i I gotta ask you so you talked about acapella i don't even know if i said that right um (laughs) in college and me and one of my my wife and i they're one of our favorite movies is pitch perfect right and when she told me what we were going to watch. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm not watching. I'm not watching a musical, you know, but it was incredible. And all of them super talented. Yeah. And there's the whole movie. It's one of the few movies. Like I'm not a guy that like wants to rewatch movies. Like my kids who have watched toy story Four seven billion times. Like I just can't (laughs) do that. Like if I watch it once, I'm like, that was a great movie. Like I'm not going to do it again unless it's like top gun or Pitch Perfect. I could watch that. I could watch that show. I didn't know that could, about I, you, Brian. I, I'm telling you. Have you seen it? No. Oh, you got it. You love it. Evidently, you love I need it. to tune in. It's a gr- so. So is it like that in college? So we were. You know, it's funny. I think that's about like an all male and an all female yeah, group, right? Right. And they like kind of go at it. Yeah. And yeah. We uh we were an all male group. I don't think we we you know we were an upper echelon. No one can compete with us. There you no, go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, another thing I was thinking about. There's like a certain relationship you have you build with people when you perform live it's like there's all these nerves and pressure um so some of my best friends from college are in the acapella group there was like anywhere from 12 to 15 depending on the year folks in our group um all super talented i ended up being the president my senior year um but i was like you know what my i'm just okay rhythm and um just like reading music wise i'm gonna like I'll, I'll lead us from a from a logistical standpoint, but Harrison, you take the rhythm, and Michael, you you uh, you lead us in with with the vocals or, or like do the pitch pipe. Um, so that was awesome. It's that's like a really community thing because no one's the lead singer, no one's the lead guitarist. It's like everyone's got their part, and you're you create a one sound together. It's. I mean, I think it's incredible that the amount, or really the music that can be created without an instrument. Yeah. Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And you sit there and you're like, how, they're how huge. How talent, are they man. doing this? Especially I, all together. And I. I have so much respect for you yeah. and every musician. I've I've tried to pick up the guitar and. I just can't imagine singing along with playing the guitar. <laughs> I can't even figure out the guitar, much less remember a song and write a song and yeah. play it so that people like it. Yeah, um, it's hard. It's real hard. And if you've never time. tried it, try it. Yeah. yeah, you'll have a newfound respect for musicians. It takes um, a lot of time. It's uh, takes a ton of practice. Yeah. Well, and, of practice. and on that, I mean, in Scott, you know, one of our good friends is Quentin Gibson, who's the lead guitarist for the Darius Rucker Band, and you know his story. We've had him on. Uh, a couple times on the podcast, you know, first talking about just kind of what's it like being the lead guitarist of Darius Rucker and uh-huh. like understanding that this guy literally played on the streets of Nashville for 15 years, you know, was really busted his ass to even get the opportunity, almost didn't even go to the to the, um, the audition yeah. because he was like, I'm not, I'm not getting that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's been 15 years of like, no, 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 no. And he got it. 
right? And now yeah. I think he's been there 10 years. Since Darius Rucker became yeah. Darius Rucker Band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Been with him the whole time. And, and really cool. his story's wild, right? And it's also a story of addiction and overcoming that. But speaking with him and being a guitarist, I always ask him, like, dude, what's it like to be in front of that many people, like, playing the guitar? Yeah. You know, it's like, rush, it's cr- it's got to be a rush. Um, I don't even know if I have a question, honestly, but, <laughs> but you know, but when we talk to him, I guess it's just it, the journey of a mu- musician, everything's different. And I guess mm-hmm. I'm getting to this. When you look at younger people, because my son loves music. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're big Charlotte FC fans. We go to every game and we have to wait for um, the entire march. He has to see Maria, who's banging the drum. He has to see Sombrero Man. They're all playing music. He actually got to play Maria's drum at one of the last games, and it just freaking like blew his mind, right? Awesome. So we bought him a little drum, and we put a little Charlotte FC thing, and he runs around <laughs> the house and bangs it. And again, I'm like, why do we do this? But but there's a lot of opportunity for musicians now, and that landscape has changed a lot. You think about like Spotify. You think about different ways that people can be kind of exposed. You don't have to have a recording label to be, mm-hmm. to be found. Right. Mm-hmm. So how has that kind of changed not only through an organization like Jambox, where you're giving people the opportunity that you might never, you know, make it as a profession, mm-hmm. but you might like, there's an opportunity. And I feel like now as younger kids grow up, there's even going to be more opportunity. At least that's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, you know, we could, you could do a whole podcast on the music industry and how it's changed, but the, what you're touching on is really interesting. It's like, you can buy a $100 microphone, a $200 interface, and a $75 program, or, or free, honestly, um, and use your laptop and create a song that no one would know wasn't real musicians um, in a live recording studio. And it, yeah, it's, it's so cool that it's been brought to the masses in that way, um, just because of technology. And, you know... There's people coming to Jambox and do that. They bring a, we have desks and chairs. They're like, I'm just going to bring my computer and my laptop. I'm working on some stuff. I'm making beats, doing this. Um, so it's harder in some ways to become full-time musician because of, I think, maybe the numbers, the accessibility to everyone. But that's, it doesn't have to be a, a profession. You mm-hmm. can, you, it makes people happy to play music. So, you know, it's an incredible way to spend, it's, what a hobby, um, if it's not going to be a full-time thing, I, I would highly um, encourage you to continue bringing music into your kids' lives. I'm sure it's nothing but positive. Man, I, most I, of the time. To your f- point. 4.30 like, on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> to your point, you mentioned Goldies, right? Like, so been open about a month at this point. But I was there one night, been there many nights actually, but one night there was a band playing and they were rocking. They were like a 90s band and just, I mean, playing all kinds from Rage Against Machines to Guns N' Roses to Billy Idol. It was just a lot of fun. And I swear, I was walking through the crowd just observing and three people either, you know, shook my hand or high-fived me or whatever. And I didn't say a word to them or I didn't, I just think I just was walking by. Yeah. So pe- so the vibe was really, mm-hmm. really good. People were enjoying themselves and mm-hmm. and people of all color, all backgrounds. And, you know, it's just awesome to see. Yep. And you talk about that community piece. It it's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like relationships get built that way mm-hmm. and people just have fun and yep. collaborate with folks that otherwise they might not ever meet. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what music does in a lot of ways. Yeah. It reminds me of the open mic where <clears throat> When you, when you perform and you put yourself out there, it's like you, it puts you in this different vibe when people are then kind to you afterwards, whether you, they think you did great or they think you could improve. 
at the open mic, people, it's hard to get up in front of a crowd, whether it's nine people or no 20 kidding. people or 500 people. I actually think it's harder when it's a room of like seven people who are all watching you. Um, so that's been awesome. People like all different genres. Like I was talking about some, someone playing guitar, someone singing opera, someone doing poetry, someone doing stand up, someone rapping. And it's like the open mic ends and then people stay for an hour chatting, chatting to each other about, you know, that's awesome. Where'd you learn to do that? Yada, yada. Um, so very cool. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit about collaboration. We've um, you, you mentioned bold music. We had George Ramsey on on you. this podcast. We had John Tosco from Tosco Music Party. Obviously, mm-hmm. we mentioned Quinn Gibson. Even David Fisk from the Charlotte Symphony um, had had multiple artists on your Cannon Cox. Larry Farber, uh, yeah, Larry, C, yep, Adam Farber. Yep. Um, how, how has the music community supported this? And it seems to me like even though other people are running in different directions. The music world's pretty tight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about kind of have there been collaborations? Have there been people supporting you? And how is that kind of seen? Because being somebody that's only been in Charlotte for three years, and I, I'm not saying like, oh, you probably don't know anybody, but you probably do now. Yeah. But it, but it's a city that does hug people mm-hmm. if, if you give effort, right? And yeah. you care and you connect and you want to be somebody that's a, a positive member of the community. I think it really does support people in kind of a big city with that small city vibe. Yeah. So how has that kind of collaboration been and really... Are these other organizations hugging you and supporting you and trying to, yeah. to, to make you be a winner as well? Sure. Um, I think that goes back to what I was talking about, how people are making that concerted effort to create a music uh, community here. Um, so we actually, I can't believe I didn't mention Tosco when I was talking about the uh, organizations in town. We sponsor them um, because he's just doing an amaz- amazing stuff here. Beatles. Festival yeah, the Beatles, that's yeah. right. Yeah. In July, July twenty first. <laughs> I was going to say John would be happy to hear us. Spoke to John that. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, but so when I, this is like pre March, so January and February, I started. I was like, what can I do from a marketing standpoint? We're not even up yet, right? The rooms aren't ready, um, and that's what I did. As I reached out to George um, and John, and who else did you just mention? Um, but they were farmers. Farbers, yep. yep. Middle C, yep. They're exactly. good friends of ours. Yep. yep. Um, really, really nice people who were like, yeah, sure. You know, I, I said, I said my first job after school was a inside sales job, so it's essentially cold calling people, and it's like you get used to sit, yeah. being told no. no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have thick skin. Yeah. Um, and I, th- part of it is, I really believe in what um, I'm not selling anything, honestly, but I believe in what I'm talking about, which helps, but. Everyone, I was just like, they're like, yeah, like, you know what? I don't know if I can help you with this, but this person might be able to help you with that. Um, yeah, let's talk about that in two months because I have this <clears throat> this event coming up. So to answer your question, I have felt hugged by the uh, the folks here in Charlotte. Good. Those guys <laughs> are really in tune with the music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're, we're going to have uh, uh, Larry and, and his team on for Music with Friends uh, in the next month or so. Awesome. Another really wonderful organization awesome. that he's been behind for a lot of years, mm-hmm. bringing really cool old-school bands to, to Charlotte yeah. in sort of a private setting. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, have they done that since COVID? Because I'd yeah. heard... Oh, they have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's back. I think it's about one show a quarter. Okay. I don't want to miscommunicate that, but something like that. But I've been a few times. I've seen ZZ Top. Really? Yeah. I've seen <laughs> Bonnie Raitt. I've seen all kinds of these artists from like That's the awesome. 70s. And, you know, our parents were big fans of, uh, and they're still around. Chicago. Yeah. Um, no I mean, just 
just awesome. That's man. amazing. Yeah. We got to talk about uh, the shows we've seen recently at some point. You yeah. And Scott. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We do. So where uh, where is this located? We're um, in South Charlotte. I would, it's like the Star Mount, Montclair South area. So, you know, it's on South Boulevard. South Boulevard in Hebron, it's probably 12 minutes from uptown. Just go straight down South Boulevard. Um, so it's, it's really easy to get to because it's five minutes from 485 and and from 77, less than that. Awesome. So it's been interesting. I was thinking that maybe we'd have success in this location and open another one up in the north side or east side, but it's people are coming from everywhere, like Mooresville, Gastonia, Rock Hill even, and like obviously Charlotte. So that's been really cool too. I mean, actually there's a group that comes from um, even farther northwest, uh, I can't, Salisbury. Yeah. Um, it's like, this That's is an amazing. Hour away. Yeah. That is right. cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So the location has been interesting. Um, it's easy to get to, and I think people appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. What's, um, if people are interested in this, how can they get in contact with you? How can they, you know, subscribe or become a member? What's kind of the process? Sure. Um, like you said, our website's a good place to start. You can give, if you just search us on Google and give us a call, um, I'll be the one answering the phone and I can talk you through anything, anything you need, uh, bring you in for a tour. Our Instagram is a, is a good place to follow what's going on. We're JMBX music. Um, so it's just jam box without the vowels music. And like I said, we're always having events. I'm always sharing some, some cool shows that are happening in Charlotte, whether or not they have to do with us. Just got some really cool t-shirts in. So I would uh, highly recommend purchasing one of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, purchase the swag. Yeah, that's right. Um, Evergreen Creative did those. They're an awesome creative organization in town. But, you know, whatever your mode of communication works best, you can email us at info at jmbxmusic.com. Like I said, you can go to the website, give us a call, text me. I don't care. I'd love to love to talk to you anyway. Or you can stop in. Love it. This has been awesome, man. Um, a, I, I'm saying welcome to Charlotte. You've been here for three years, but um, it's really cool to see, you know, not only like I, there's a lot of people that aren't from here. I'm not from here. I grew up in Atlanta coming from a really big city. Uh, I've just fallen in love with Charlotte, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like the right size for me. I've been able to grow as a person with the city, but ultimately the city has really supported me, right? In a lot of different avenues. And that's the thing that I love the most, just from our nonprofits to our music scene, to our athletes, to even, you know, now you look at food, right? And how that's starting to change and how we're starting to have, I think, a little bit more success than maybe we did 10 years ago, where mm -hmm. it's not just chains everywhere, right? It's actually, you know, chefs that are creating unique concepts and, and owning it and, and delivering, you know, things that the city deserves as we continue to grow. So music is obviously something that we have to continue. Um, you know, definitely a collaboration with Goldie's needs to happen, yeah. you know, as we've seen so many music venues get closed down. Right. And that's been a shame. I mean, I know I talked to Scott, there's so many places that he used to go see live music and now they're gone. Right. So I, I'd like to see kind of a resurgence of that, right? Mm -hmm. Let's get back to it. Hopefully Goldie's is starting it. I know there's some other concepts in the works as well, but any place that we can have live music, I mean, just look at Nashville, right? I'll give you an example. Um, I'm, a, I'm a NASCAR guy. Nashville just had the race and I was just listening to the radio and they're talking. They're like, Na Nashville doesn't sleep. 
They're like, we got live music on the street at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that is crazy, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, And not only that, you got people drinking, having a good time. I'm not saying we're ever going to be Nashville, but to be able to have more live music out there, I think is so important. Yeah. Like, It just makes people feel good. When you walk into a space and see live music, how can you not have fun? Yeah. And, and honestly, hopefully it's music you've never heard before. So yeah. all that's really awesome, man. Um, before we let you go... Um, obviously we want you to, to check out jmbxmusic.com. You're saying website, Instagram, best way to reach you. You can go on the website, give a call. What's your phone number if they want to give you a ring? Do you know that? Yeah, 704. I'll just give them my cell. Why yeah, you not? go. 704-975-4559. Love it. Boom. Yeah. Excellent. Well, this has been fantastic, man. Thank you so much for joining us. We uh, we obviously, you know, love the story so far. I think there's going to be a lot of success. Hopefully, you know, Morningstar uh, looks at this as a success as well, and and you can be really on top of something that can can be you know multiplied in in, in other cities. Um, yeah. It's just such a. It's not only say weird, but it's like, who would have ever thought that that idea would have happened? But what a perfect space yeah. to be able to do that. Right. And you could do that in any city. Mm-hmm. So that's that's so cool, man. You know, um, I have that conversation all the time where people are like, this is awesome. I you know, a lot of people are like, you know, I was I was thinking of doing this myself um, or like I'm, it's so nice that there's a place like this here. So that's been great. I'm happy to meet meet the needs of people, especially in the music world. Love it, man. Well, we will continue to uh, to share the story. I uh, really appreciate you joining us. And, uh, and like we always mention, like, share, comment. Go check them out on Instagram. Give them a follow. Uh, if you're a musician or you're interested in music at all, you have kids that are interested in music, this would be a great opportunity to go take a tour, call you know our guy over here, Justin, and make sure um, you give them our name, right? Do we get like referral bonus? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, we're good. Um, but uh, but again, like go check them out, man. It's a great story, and, and let's all support him and, uh, and see where this can go. So thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.